Brown, Franny Brown, joined by Mr. Nathan Custles. Nathan, how you doing? Bilson! Shut up, son. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about the greatest EPs in scene history. Um, yes. This is a fun one because, yep. you know, we kind of started in the scene around like 2013, kind of 2012 kind of area. So, like, we've had a, a good chunk of kind of EPs to go through. Yes. I, I know a lot of people who probably finished up with the scene in 2012 will probably mm. have a bunch of 2000s EPs that are the best yeah. ones. Yep. Obviously, we don't have that kind of, but no. in the 2010s, there were a lot of great EPs, Christ. not only internationally, but mainly in Australia. Now, obviously, we're going to be a little bit biased to Australia yep. because we catch all the local ones where you're not going to catch that on an international front, but we do have some internationals itself. Nave, I'm going to give you the shiny new red ball. Where are we going first? How do we how do we want to do this? I think we'll start with the best and our kind of best each, and then we'll work our way. So I'll go one, you go one, yeah. vice versa. So I thought... How can we not start with my number one from the classic albums of fucking my life, Nick? Polaris, The Guilt and the Grief. Yep. Your, Two weeks in a row. Your favorite album of all time. Have I pissed you off? <laughs> and I do. Talk to me about this, Nick. It's a great release. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad... It, there's no There's no such thing as a wrong answer when it comes to the CP. <laughs> it's, like, it's really fantastic. To make um, a cry ever? We, did we ever move to tears when you listen to this? No. No. no, no, no I don't listen. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. There are just... There are just bangers all over this fucking oh, yeah. thing. Um, I love Regress. is such a great opener. Holy shit. You should never, ever leave their set. Oh, dude. Ever. I, I, I think it has. Has it left their it's set It's out yet? of their set. That's, they that's normally a... play one track off this. Yeah. Like, we get a different track. We had Unfamiliar, I'm pretty sure, the that's last great. time we saw them. I'm okay with that. That was my favorite song off the um, yeah. EP when, when it first came out, but... Do you think we were in the right place, right time with this, or do you think this is the landmark EP and this will be one? I think a little bit of both. Um... I think with this EP and like I remember seeing them play at Bang, um, might have been like a big plastic night or whatever. Yep. And I specifically remember them playing Voiceless, which is my favorite is track on there, because, yep. mainly because it's not a single, so it doesn't. Yeah, you know, naturally sometimes you have that thing of like you want certain songs have been shoved down your throat a little bit more than others. Yeah, and Regress, you know, you're gonna hear that get played at parties or you're gonna get, hear that played at Bang. Where Voiceless, you're never gonna hear that play. You can listen to that on your own front. And to me, that was that always made it fun. And it also has a very Alpha Omega Architects vibe. Massively. Always massive architecture yeah, the whole one. The whole thing, whole but EP, this yeah. song in particular, that yeah. if you listen to Alpha Omega by Architects off Daybreaker, then listen to Voiceless, like it's very similar. And, and not in a bad way, but like you can hear the, the uh, influence or the inspiration behind that. This is, yeah, for I think we said this last week, for them them to put an album, a song with Marcus Bridge as the closing track instead of like putting it right Track one or two, center. yeah. Like, I think it shows that they, they had pretty big confidence in this EP. Um, do you think they were better back... Like, do you think they were better? So, I'm pretty sure this was before Jamie did a heap of cleans. Do you think they were better off with them doing... <laughs> I thought you were going to say before Jamie did like a heap of meth or something. Oh, like no. That. No, not quite. We don't know about that yet. Do you think they're better off with him sticking to screaming other than doing both? I look. I think we've. I think we've said this before. I think we think Jamie's a better overall as a clean singer and a screamer. Just everything, like yeah. everything. But I get that you want to give him uh, as a front man. Yep. It's always good to have somebody else do something for a little bit. Yeah, you can catch your breath. You can get the crowd involved. And everyone go, hey, hey, like all that kind of shit. Yeah, you know, just putting your put your fucking mic out to the crowd. <laughs> like that shit works. Like, it when does. You're at, when you're at a show, someone puts the mic out to the crowd, and all of a sudden everyone's like. Ah! Like, doesn't matter what's going on. Scared the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, you start making noises. Holy like, hell. I've never learned a word to a Polaris song in my entire life. Oh my God. <laughs> but in the crowd. I do love this EP. It is really fantastic. It's, yeah. Like, if this is your favorite, this isn't a wrong answer. No, Dick. And I don't like to agree with the crowd very often, no. Nathan. But the poll that I put up earlier uh-huh. today, 
there is a clear runaway winner. I'm pretty sure I know the winner. And it's probably the the other one. You know, there's, there's kind of everyone kind of, if you wanted to have two, it's going to be these two, right? Yep. I valued the reject of humanity. Yeah. It's uh, currently 25 votes or so ahead of the guilt and the grief, who is, it is number two. Oh, yeah. I just, like, for the time period that this came out, we played a show with them. Oh, I get uh, sad thinking about this, Nick. Why is that? Because they were on the premise of becoming the next big deathcore band in not only Australia, but they could have taken it global. Like, they were off this EP just so, like, it was, what do I call it? Carnicore. It's just fucking, yeah, they had that own yeah. unique kind of fucking sound and like you say we played a fucking gig with him and we're like pointers like pointer just rocked up i swear it was in a suit he was was, yeah he's in in a a fucking suit slick back hair and i'd never heard a vocalist i I swear i thought it was fucking like over the 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 pa i'm like this isn't his voice yeah because he did so much and like there's like let's say there's 30 people in the in the room with this yeah it weren't many didn't appreciate like we didn't probably appreciate what we saw at the time, but when we listened to this, Nick, my God. I remember this because I remember we like we enjoy it, but there was something about this where like, some maybe it's the fact that we saw it live because the idea sometimes when you listen to something over recording, it's just this, like brutal deathcore or whatever, and you're like, oh, this is kind of like everything else. And at that time, we weren't listening to crazy heavy shit. This Not, was our eye-opener, yeah, I think, to that kind of range. A huge, a and massive. They were a similar age, which I think turned us onto that because yeah. we're thinking- these aren't a. This isn't an old thirty-five-year-old band doing this shit. This is a young twenties kind of similar think, age. To I us. think these guys were the reason why we stopped playing band. <laughs> we were too. We were just like, how are we supposed to compete with this? How do we compete with the guilt and the grief in this? <laughs> you, you are you are right in the sense that like there is a bit of sadness attached to this because there is a what could have been. What could have been and now? I want to ask you a question about this because like you you have two these two EPs both have different kind of things to it where like I always wonder with the guilt and the grief if say Polaris dropped that and. Everyone loved it, but then they stopped being a band. Do you think we'd still still look back at that EP like what a landmark moment, or do you think Ivel only are the only ones to get that? Because you know, obviously, you have a band who released something, yep. went on with it, now one of the biggest bands in Australia, and yep. then you have a band who released it. A lot of shit happened, yep. and now they're not a, they're not, not a, a band anymore. Yeah. So I, I wonder if like roles were reversed. Say oh. Ivel kept going, would we look at the reject of humanity in such a great way, or if? In the other way, Guilt and the Grief happened and Polaris broke up. Would we look back at that EP in, in like a greater way? It's a bit like the Stories album too. Because mm. like people turn back and go, how good was this? But if they've released three albums since that, is it going to be as regarded and as loved? And like you say, like they did actually have three mini EPs. They went with Poido. We don't really count them in their catalogue, but they did release a couple more songs after that. And we never bought into it as much. We, we knew Poido not being there wasn't the same. We got it with um, I Am Free, which is one of the songs of the year when yeah. it was released, I think in 2017, 18, whenever it was. But... Like you say, I, I think as Polaris have become what they are, it does help with the guilt and the grief, but this does stand alone still. Like, people don't talk about the other three. They just talk about this, and yeah. this was the EP. And, like, everyone tried to be Poiter, and it's, you still see the copycats around it. Yeah, absolutely. The um, It's amazing for what what kind of influence or impact a local band could have. Because, oh, like, Ival, as much as, like, they grew, and, like, you know, I, I'll still remember that Soundway 2015 slot they played mm. and had a massive crowd. But it was like they never, they never blew up. They never really got out of local, local no, stage. They, they never really they had a the chance. They never gave themselves a exactly, chance. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, it is kind of crazy. What, what do you have next, Nate? Is there one that comes to mind? I got one that would not be. I don't think on the poll. It might be on the poll. Might not be. But I think this isn't one of my favorites. But this is one of the most landmark EPs of the scene. The Parkway Prom Queen split. Oh, so, okay. The two songs from um, Prom Queen and Parkway. So obviously, Crafter, that we know the story, went to the Parkway show up in Byron Bay, their first gig. He goes, this is the heaviest shit I've ever heard. Guys, we need to put something on tape. They go out. So Parkway's tracks were I Watched and Swallowing Razor Blades and then Prom Queens were 
uh, 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 something documentaries and Death Certificate of a Beauty Queen. So those four songs were on the EP. But I think purely for having Parkway on yeah. that makes this iconic because we didn't know what Parkway were going to become like back then when Crafter heard him. And they are the biggest band in Australia. I'd, like probably fucking rock and roll doesn't matter. They are the biggest band in Australia now. And this is their first release for us to listen to. So I think like looking at it back, this is fucking near the top yeah and then you also have like don't close your eyes which is an ep that kind of turned into an album or like that was in whatever, my, whatever yeah. happened i don't know i still don't know like i saw jace try to explain it on on a comment on the poll and i still have no idea if it's counted as an album because he said it's an ep that turned into an album but when we think of their first album we don't really think of it that way right yeah well i, I was going to talk about that later but a hundred percent like I, i've got that in a category with kind of bring me a couple of others yeah some like album slash eps but yeah. like in terms of pure EPs, I put this over that, if that makes sense, because it just meant so much. And I think yeah. that story's been told that many times about Crafter. No one gives a shit. Okay, Crafter was cool. Prom Queen were around. He only did, <laughs> I think, two albums for him. But like, he still has a name in the scene. Everyone knows who he is. So, But he's found... Like, you know why he's got that name? It's for Finding Parkway. Absolutely. That's why he's remembered for, which is this. I, um, I have a couple EPs to think of, Nate. Um, both by the same band. Uh, kind of an era, especially for me, that I really loved. Uh, they're both Ocean Grove, uh, Black Label and Outsiders, I think was the other one. I just remember this really well of this coming out and I don't- Talk to me about Outsiders, Nick. I look at Outsiders and Outsiders isn't even on Spotify, which is kind of disappointing. I, I remember seeing them support Attila of all fucking bands at the Corner Hotel. What a combo. And I knew, I knew of this band and I kind of thought like, I remember going up and getting, getting the CD. I had a chance, I had a choice between getting a shirt or a CD. And at the time I was you know, big into CDs and I wanted to listen to them more. Got it. I fucking loved it. Um, Overpower and that would just... It's just the whole EP was so fucking cool to me. Uh, and I remember later on, we like yeah, we were lucky enough to play a show with Ocean Grove at the Frankston Forefront of Foreshore Festival. And they opened up and I remember I had to leave because I... About five songs in because I had oh, to no. go see Every Time I Die at the Corner Hotel. Oh, gym. fuck. And I remember they opened up with the song Backbone. and It was so all they, over up they, there. Yeah, they had that. And then that led to songs like Blood and I Tell You in a Smile and everything like that. And it, it just became something else. And like Ocean Grove are a weird one because they haven't, like, they've blown up, but they're not that massive band. So I feel like if Ocean Grove were as big as Polaris right now, we'd look back more fondly on Black Label. But I still think this is an album, and not only that, the album cover is really fucking cool. It's iconic, Nick. And it's something that I think the Australian scene, like, I think everyone looks back on this one with, uh, you know, positivity and a few smiles, Nathan. Well, it's funny that you say that, because you look back at the actual features on that EP itself. So, Strange Talk, so, had bloody Adrian from Northlane. So, that was a massive deal at the time. I remember that. And then Zach, so, Zach Britt from Dream on Dreamer did a feature on, you know, something we don't. So, yep. Two big artists at the time when we were actually listening to that because this was Black Label and Guilt and the Grief. They were at the same time. We were like, all right, who's going to be the big band? We always saw Polaris, but Ocean Grove at that stage, we didn't know where they were going to go. And then we kind of heard Lights on Kind of Lover. They jumped on the Day to Remember tour, I'm pretty sure. They opened up that show and they're playing Lights on Kind of Lover and it's still their best song. I don't care what anyone says. That's their best song, but it's amazing to see where Dale ended up because he was good on this EP, but his vocals are so much better now. Yeah. Like, absolutely, it's like... Chalk and cheese. But Nick. there is a rawness. If you listen to Blood, especially. Blood's his, my. Yeah, his cleans on that are just stupendous. Oh, they're great. Like, yep. They're deliberately not fantastic and they're yep. not perfectly done. Perfect for the um, EP. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect for the EP, but not like a perfect pitch or anything like that. And I really love that about it. 
Um, I don't know if we count Lights on Condolabra as part of CP because it was like an extended version. It was the reissue. I don't really count it uh, myself, but I understand if you do because some people might have only been introduced when that came out. If it was on it, it just makes it so much Probably might have been even better, better. itself. Want to go an international? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I know you're probably going to go the Space EP, but I'll go the Zombie EP. Yeah. Prada, can so. we, if we do a top five for this at the end, yes. can we combine those two just to make one? Because I don't want to put two spots in. I don't want to pick one over the other. I know everyone loves the Zombie EP more, yep. but I'm a little slut and I love space <laughs> oh yeah well that's interesting to hear but um I, I think they were a band so their biggest album was arguably with roots above and branches below which they did a, a tour of in australia when it saw it at bang yep. it was cool to see i remember listening to it back when i was 15 or 16 when it came out oh nine but at the top of their game so they were a big band at the stage in oh nine and they went out and did the zombie ep in 2010 so they didn't follow up with an album they followed up with an ep and maybe that's the reason that people everywhere love it because they were one of those bands. They were with the Data Remember. They were like kind of on that same kind of level at that stage. And then obviously Data Remember just blew up out of the fucking well. But yeah, the Zombie EP, Nick, everyone regards this like Outnumbered's a great song. Escapes the, the opener's an absolute banger. Throughout's really cool. The cleans don't shit me on this. But not being <laughs> huge on um, the Devil Wears Prada hurts it in the catalog for me. Like I like the band, but I'm not huge on them. But this yeah. is in... In terms of EPs and quality, it's definitely at the top. Yeah, it's impossible to talk about the best EPs in the scene and not mention Zombie. It is something like... And, you know, to, to bring Space into it, Space kind of came out at a time where Devil's Wear Prada weren't as reliable. I be, I think it's the best way of putting it. Like, when Zombie came out, as you said, it came after their biggest album. And, it, you know, just like kind of bringing it to something that just came out, we could see that new Knock Loose EP become that version because you know, they were following up Different Shade of Blue, which is this pretty amazing album. It's like, how do you do that? And they, instead, they released an EP. And it's like, we look at that and we're like, wow, like what an what an interesting way to go about it. Very similar to how Devil's Wear Prada did. To kind of go on the Space EP, but as, you, as I was saying, like the idea of them... Yo, Devil's Wear Prada in like 2015, I think it might have came 2015. Out. Yeah, and it's like, at that time, they weren't the band that they once were. It didn't feel like they were kind of going to be anything massive. And they never, uh, they're not a massive band at all, but they're well-renowned. But when this EP came out, it's like, oh, wait, these, these guys still have something in the bank. And I think this proves that some bands can have better EPs than they do albums. To me, I know a lot of people love that album, that all branches bullshit. <laughs> whatever the album's called, but I think their two best releases are Zombie in Space and they're both EPs and maybe that's just because I don't love their sound and I only want like a, a select amount, but uh, I love this EP a lot. I think this is fucking fantastic. Done a good job, haven't they, the boys? Yeah, You absolutely. know another band that did a good job? Yeah. There's an EP called The Butterfly EP, Nick. Brown. Yes, Thornhill. Talk to me, Nick, about Thornhill. Got a lot of um, voices. I, look, I tell you what, when Thor when Butterfly came out, we didn't we liked it a lot. I'm still the same, Nick, as that. Is yeah, what you're I, I, but we never like we never thought, wow, this is like the best thing ever. We no. kind of thought, yeah, this is cool. Like maybe because we really liked the songs that were previous to that. Well, Temper and, and Limbo were the two coming into that. Absolutely, I'm like I, I kind of thought initially that there wasn't a song that was as good. Well, maybe we, I, I probably changed my mind since then. Well, like, Reptile is that song. Yeah, like we because we got. Literally, it was Tempera into Limbo. Oh, I'm not sure of the order, but into Reptile, because that was the first single release for this. And we're like, Nick, they're going to be the greatest band of all time. Yeah. And like, I, I know Sun Sunflower's a decent song. Like, you work through it. But like, I'm with you. I, I get why people say it's the best EP. Like, I'm still in awe of the production on this, because like, you listen through EPs when bands start out, and they're not normally very good. Yeah, but yeah. this is as good as any album sounding in production. And on that level, I think their album, The Dark Pool, is better than this, which on the opposite to Polaris, I thought The Mortal Coil and Guilt and the Grief, I thought Guilt and the Grief was always better than The Mortal Coil. But 
for whatever reason, Thornhill, like they're a great band. We see them on the path to where they're going and I've got to mention it, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, you absolutely have to mention it. I'm just looking through like what other people kind of put on there. About I, Void. Well, Disturbia. A lot of people put Void on yeah. it. I think that's only four tracks. Which four I, tracks. I thought it kind of makes it hard for me to put it in like a top five or top ten. It is To me, it is the turning point for Void. So I, it's I got that song. Yeah, absolutely. You need, that so- you, got, you need that song and that was their song. And it's Still like the, the idea of this like... I always felt like, and I think I said this last week uh, or two weeks ago, so uh, that it felt like Disturbia was almost like a reaction to Children in Chrome or Covered in Chrome, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, that album that, like, that the band have kind of essentially gone out and said we don't really like that album, and yep. this was kind of like a response to that, and it then was. it kind of was that branch to get to Hyper Days and then whatever's going to be coming next in the future. So, like, I think it's an important EP uh, to, for the band. But I don't think, turnaround I think overall, I don't think it's going to be, if I'm comparing it with other ones, I don't think it's quite there. Not a landmark EP. Four, four tracks, it's impossible to give it like a number one. You know what's a landmark kind Go. of EP slash album? This is the subjective okay, range Okay, so this thing. is where you kind of... So I've got this as like, people are saying, is it an album? Is it an EP? Yeah. Is it not? But Nick, I'm starting with one of your favorites of all time, the Crossface Zion EP. So yeah. Nick, where were we when this started? Where were you? What were your thoughts? And talk to me about this. This is simply a, a case of Soundwave 2013. Um, the lineup drops. I oh, go yep. through every fucking band. And the first song I heard from, Cross- Monolith. from Crossface was Monolith. And oh, it was God. a big song. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, I didn't think it was amazing. I, I, I remember thinking, I'm like, okay, this is worth giving more tracks a listen. Then the second song was Jagerbomb. And I was oh, done. Like, as soon as Jagerbomb was played, it gets to that part where um, I, it turns into like this massive bounce moment and like oh, about yeah. 30 seconds in or whatever. And it just it's instantly, it's like download, get everything they have. Um, to me, This is an EP. I, I know this is like one of those things yeah. where, because the last two tracks, they're actually bonus songs. Snake Code and Star Faded yes, are actually yes, on previous a, um, al- are on a previous album by the band. But when I bought the CD, it actually says bonus track, bonus track. So like it, it ends actually on Leviathan. Can you believe this is their third release? So like this is our introduction yeah. to them, but this is their third release. So they'd been doing this for years. Like maybe we would regard their earlier stuff as that stuff that we loved yeah. if we came earlier. But like you, you look at that as you say, Jagerbomb. I remember your big thing back in the day, Nick. Yeah, it was a head-to-head battle. Yeah, it was two songs. It was Jagerbomb versus, versus Death Toll. Toll. Why, <laughs> while she sleeps, I was I was Jagerbomb all the way. Yeah. and I think you're like, no, oh, Death Toll. Oh, you loved them both. We yeah. loved them both. But like, I remember that was the big thing. So while she sleeps, Jag, uh, with um, Crossfaith back then, we've been loving that. Well, that's nearly ten years in the making, Nick. But Obviously, another one. Bring it, me the. Oh, sorry. Even it's, like just looking through, like Quasar yeah. is such an amazing song. Photosphere is such a great song. Have you got the vinyl? Is there a vinyl? I don't think they had a vinyl. Oh, I don't think they ever got a vinyl for this one. They might have. I, I might be wrong there. But UNFD, like, if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> press that. Uh, but I just remember like seeing this, and obviously, you know, when I got the CD, I had the extra two tracks, which were um, bonus tracks. Well, they they make were, it, don't they? As well, and like, like they do, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I still do as much as I do think this is an EP. Cool and name, I, and yeah. if I was saying EP, it stops at Leviathan. Yeah. But the last two were just as someone who would get CDs and wanted to listen to more than six songs. And one of them is a filler. The, the middle track is a filler. Di- I think yes. dialogue's a filler. But Nick, another one. Bring me this. Bring me the horizon. Post survival human horror. This is very like a lot of people saying is an album is an EP. This is another in between, but. We can't like stray away from how big this was. This has yeah. some of the biggest songs in the scene. You got Ludens, you got Obey, Parasite Eve, you got King Slayer. Like this is an amazing release. We were so lucky to get this. The yeah. features on this was massive. You can argue either way. I don't really care. But like, what do you want to talk about with this? Where does this sit for you? It's really tough to whether or not we call this an EP because Very like. Tough. I, I feel like the idea of it and like what we would say when it came out, and I think what you could definitely still say is like 
it's more of a collection of songs. Yes. It has more of that like hip hop mixed mixtape vibes where it's like kind of just a bunch of songs put together. But let's be honest, like albums are kind of like that. Like, you know, 100%, I, I, like, mate. so like, how do we, how do you kind of differentiate those two kind of things? I, I don't think it's an EP. I think an easy way to say it's not an, e, um, an EP or like, it's kind of hard to compare is because of the amount of songs. It, it's, it's a really tough thing to kind of come with because like when we were doing like the articles for the EP of the year, that yes. we didn't compare, we didn't put this in the EPs No, because even though the band called an EP, we felt like it was a little bit unfair because one, it had extra tracks on it. It's like, and it's fucking bring me the horizon. Yeah, and it's bring me the horizon. <laughs> it's yeah. So it's like, it's like knock loose in the EP category. Yeah. Even though it's a genuine EP. It is a tough yeah. one here. So like, if I am going to like, if I was to make my top five, I wouldn't put this in simply on the fact that I think it kind of, it teeters on that line. The songs on here are pretty stupendous. Like starting from Dear Diary. Dear Diary is like monstrous. Song, songs like Kingslayer and trying to think of all the other tracks on here. Um, they've got Teardrops as well. They've got Teardrops are huge. They've got the two big ones that they had. Um, Luden's Parasite Eve. Yeah, Luden's and Parasite Eve. It's like, come okay. on. like yeah, that's so It's a bit dumb, isn't it? Literally, it's Dear Diary, Parasite Eve, Teardrops, Obey, Itch for the Cure, Kingslayer, 1v1. Luden's one day the the butterfly song which yeah, the, yeah, the, the Amy sure. Lee we don't really count that in our kind of when we critique it but another one for you Nick another kind of mm. back in memory lane kind of delve back but Nick hacktivist hacktivist yes self titled talk to me that was another sound wave wasn't that twenty fourteen when we fourteen but I already knew sound I already knew hacktivist before then yes. so I was always. I, I was pretty hip to activist quite early because there was another band who I can't remember the name of that had a the 100 sorry the band called yes. the 100 who had an EP out and they had this song I can't remember the song title it's been a long time that I ordered the EP from overseas and I got like a, a shirt with it and like fuck it could be somewhere around here still really but it, it's when hacktivist came out they just felt really exciting. And this is a case, and I could almost say this with Crossface as well, but I think Crossface to a lesser extent. This is a case of a band who never really got as good as this EP. No. And this is nothing, because I really like the new Hacktivist album, and I think the what they've done over the last two, three years has been great. Awesome. But they had a run, and then they put out Outside of the Box or whatever it was, their, their first album. Nearly killed them, Nick. And it really hurt them. Like, it was not a good album. It was completely fine. It was a three-star album. Yep. But nobody gives a fuck about a three-star no, album. No, they don't. Where this EP, yeah, it's a lot of like gent riffs and shit like that. But the way they incorporate everything, it was just really fucking fun. Well, two and rappers was, was iconic yeah. too, Nick. Like we never, like we never saw two vocalists really in a band. They had two fucking rappers. Yeah, high high energy is shit. Yep. Um, I know Paris isn't one of their like on the EP or one of their songs, but it is one of the best covers in scene history. Like easily, if it was on a pop goes punk thing, it would be the best one they've ever done for like, sure. It is unbelievable and like to do a song that's already so iconic and make it i wouldn't say better because it's like it's hard you know can you ever do a better cover of a song that's iconic it's kind of hard to do is that making the better sessions nick oh fuck if it is (laughs) it's definitely not you're buying 12 copies of it buying 12 copies but like yeah this i love this ep i absolutely love it i think it's fucking great then i had don't close your eyes parkway but i literally i do view it as an album it's 14 songs 45 minutes so like it's album length, but as you say, it was Parkway's first proper release. I still count the split with with Prom Queen, discovering them, but this was historic too. Yeah. Got some big songs on there still. So what do we so we always say Killing with a Smile is their first album. Is, yes. Is Don't Close Your Eyes their first Like, how do we... People get that... It's so weird. It is. Like, it depends, I guess, if you're living through that era. Because, yeah. like, uh, it's the same with Tonight Alive. They had an EP slash album as their, one of their releases. Like, what do you say what it is? But, like, this, honestly, like, Smoke Em If You Got I'm pretty sure they played that in their last set, almost. Yeah, so, they like, they, they throw back and play some of these old tracks. So, like you say, if you grew up in that era, this was your fucking guilt and the grief. Like, people love this and, like, love Parkway and, like... 
That's why people haven't really adapted to the new Parkway because they were so raw and heavy as fuck yeah. on this and like they haven't haven't kind of grown with the band, but we have grown with the band and we've come in a new era. So people kind of get caught up in the past, but this is why. Yeah. This is raw as fuck. This yeah. is heavy. You Like as much as I don't particularly care for old Parkway, like I totally get it. Yeah, if it. you grew up with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I totally <laughs> get it. Like there is just this fucking unrelenting energy to it that like was really it hasn't really been matched there's been certain albums that probably have like died as murders hate or stuff like that or i Val's reject of humanity yeah. where like you oh, might yeah. get similar vibes or just like not even like they're not sounding the same but they're just kind of that there's you know energy is something that kind of it radiates off certain releases mm-hmm. and i think those this ones ha- all kind of have that yeah. and it is fantastic. I just want to go through a couple of the ones. Yeah, a couple of favorite ones, yeah. I just, uh, a couple of ones that got brought up in, oh, okay. in the poll, which I was kind of interested by. Um, Knock Loose Pop Culture. I like. I get that one. It's a really good EP. Yeah. I think the new one's probably going to be better. I way think, better. I think it's way more better. Yep. Um, I saw Wind Waker, Empire. I don't think so. Nah. I don't think it's close to top five or top nah. ten or whatever, but like, look, good on them. Alpha Fault got a few votes, and I yeah. thought, I think, look, we kind of look at that as a bit of a a down period for the band. It felt like a bit a bit of a filler album. If I, I have a couple uh, of better EP. ones than that from yeah. the release from that year, but Nick, I, I'm going to go back to The Last Goodbye Burden. Turned, Ooh, three, yeah. turned three years old during the week. Grayscale That's promoted cool that. So I'm just looking back. That won the EP of the year for us, the first year that we did the award show. You got even Bloom in Passing won it last Great. year. Absolutely huge EP. We, no secret that we both love that. I've got Gloom, Flesh and Bones. I, I know that's yeah. probably more being that we did the takeover and that was a really special takeover because we went song by song talked to the boys and we got the like the ins and outs of that and like i love doing that and that's really probably why that promotes that up there for me but a couple of other ones that are international bands but while she sleeps the north stands for nothing it's a great ep i wouldn't have it in the catalog of the top five to ten but just for being while she sleeps we yeah, have this no. is the six is our intro but this is great crows Oh. Should still be fucking played at their set. So I don't know what the fuck <laughs> no, happened no, there. But it's yeah. a, it is a great EP, and I, I, I actually when I was putting my original picks in there because I like I usually when it comes to these polls I yep. put about seven or eight in there, yep. and then I just kind of let people put whatever they want. Yep. And I remember thinking I should put while she sleeps on, but I thought, nah, no one's going to care about that. Yep. About a minute after I put it up, someone put while she sleeps like the first Getting one. Getting some votes, <laughs> and I was like, good. Like, I'm, it's good to see that. Like, I was really stoked on that because. I think while she sleeps, as you said, like one of your favorite yep. uh, bands in the scene, they potentially they are, but like. Yeah, they're, they're a really great band. And like, early while she sleeps is really fucking great. Heavy too. Like, this is Loz before he had his throat surgery. So, yeah. like, it actually... that He had that real rawness and emotion in his voice. But, Nick, another one, just quickly, my last one. But Movement's Outgrown Things. Yes. I saw this... I saw them play at the Evelyn. I think it was 2018. I, I, I knew a few of their songs. And um, I really went back and listened to this EP. I still listen to this once or twice every couple of weeks. I really enjoy this EP for what yeah. it is. Won't make the, the top five or ten in the scene history. But for anyone out there, like that's a fantastic EP. But do you want to do the five? I know I know a lot of people want, would say Dream yep. on Dream is Hope is a really big EP. We saw um, that off fucking... Was it the Rise Against Tour? Uh, when they were playing not, Avenge Sevenfold. Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah, we saw the, them playing those songs. They... Um, they replaced Seven Dust or something like that. And I remember we saw it and we thought it was shit. Yeah, garbage. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was trash. What um, is this? <laughs> made them suffer, Lord of Woes, yes. one that I think a lot of people would say. Yep. Um, like I, I've seen some other ones on there, but I think they're the, the main ones. Bear Tooth Sick is a good one as Massive, well. Massive, yeah. Um, I didn't put that I, in. I love Disgusting on there. Um, Sick is only, I think, four tracks. So it I, is. Again, it's another one of those ones where, unfortunately, even if they were four amazing songs, which they kind of are, it is hard for us to put it into our top five. But if we can... if. Like we'll work out an order at the end, Nate. But if I'm allowed to just kind of put a couple out there for the oh, top yes, five, yes. Can we say guilt and the grief and reject of humanity are in the top? Oh, five? they're the top two. Yes. Okay. Well, well, no well, arguments there, Nick. Are we allowed to combine zombie and space together? They could be in the top five as, a, as, a, as, combined, a, as a combined as a duo. One. Okay, that's three. I'm okay with that. 
I'll let you put one out. Is there any, any ones that come to mind? Oh, from there, I, I still I still reckon fucking the Zion EP from Crossfire. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. I, I just think the 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 whole kind of vibe and the whole sound that we heard back in the day that earns the spot. Plus, it's different. Like you don't want to just have the generic fucking normal ones in there, but probably Ocean Grove, Black Label. I'd say it's interesting. Yeah, uh, I reckon I, that could make it. I tell you what, I would pick. Oh no, and it's something you brought up, and oh, actually no. something I didn't have. Oh no, on mine because I completely forgot about it. Yes, it's the Hacktivist EP. There you go. I, actually, I think Hacktivist <laughs> might. Over t- I think it's kind of better than Black Label. Oh, there it is. I don't know if that's like. Put, oh no, no, if no. What no, if you want to argue? Another, oh there, no. Is there any other ones that come to mind? Sorry, well, that, we they'd be the major ones. I just think if I add lights on, kind of lover, it tips it over the edge. Yeah, but it does. If it doesn't have it, then if it doesn't, uh, it's subjective. Like you say, hacktivists could make. I'd, I'd still probably yeah. How how far? How long does an EP have to come out before we start to rate it? As we Ooh, said, like you put, yes. like we were talking about um, in passing by Bloom recently. Well, all I, those I would, ones. Honestly, Alaska by a burden. St- uh, nausea by a starve would be top fifteen. Yeah, you know? yeah, like it's, it's amazing. Hundred percent. But it's like, how much do you? think has to, um, our ranking and our perception of these have to do with how things play out after, afterwards I think it takes time like I think always your favourites are going to be different to what the best are mm. so it's kind of working out the, the difference in that so like if you're going on what's best you're going quality I think it probably takes a little bit more time like you need a few more years of listening to actually do it but if you're just going your favourites it can be the latest and it might be fucking biased because you're listening for recency bias but yeah. Like you say, like you could chuck in a starve in the, the 10. Like I wouldn't begrudge that. But it, if we're doing the top five, probably for me, it hurts a little to go on the modern ones. So like yep. Bloom in Passing, like you say, that and Nausea, they are easily some of my favorite releases. Whether they're the best, I'd love to see them get some more votes, but it's yeah. going to take time. Uh, so let, let's try and order these. Yes. Um, we'll leave. We'll go four and then five. We'll, we'll have a debate yes. while we can. I reckon four we go... Uh, we go the the zombies zombie zombie space, space yep by devils vs yes, prada I'm on a lot of people will probably want zombie at number one but yep. fuck you space is better and I'm, I said last uh, week that it wasn't uh, going to make it, uh, yeah. it. <laughs> uh, three zion yes put it in well then, now let's work out so number five we'll go we'll work out number five so black label versus hacktivist yes what do we think what are you thinking there uh, With, without lights on kind of love I keep that in mind oh shit. I'm going, I think we have to go Black Label purely because their show got named after Backbone. That's true. It's a, it's a hard way. Is that, is that, a, is that, an easy, is that look, a good sell? That's a, if, if you're in a political debate, I wouldn't have anywhere to go there. <laughs> that's a checkmate. And also, it is it is the fourth most voted for on here. Is it? There you go. Okay. So, do you want to know the top five on this one? Yeah, go for it. Ival number one, yep. Polaris number two, yep. Zombie number three, yep. Black Label number four, yep. Butterfly number five. Butterfly. See, that's... that's th- People coming into the scene, that being an early EP, I get yeah. that. That's recency. And pop culture being number six, which is kind of cool. Well, that's just because Knock Loose is so fucking yeah. good at the moment. Everyone loves them so much, probably. Like, yeah. if, if it was a band like, yeah, we'll see. But uh, I agree. But the top two, like, it's easy to say I Val because they got the most votes. But Nick, Polaris on my arm. I know, like I know. How could, how could I go against that? I know, how number could you one? go against it? I have, to, tried, I have to say look, that, if, number if, one. If you're going to bring up the um, backbone being on Ocean Grove, I'm going to have to bring up the people who currently have oh, no. 27 more votes, Nathan. Who we got? 27 more votes Is it us? for the reject of humanity over, over the Oh, 27. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> I thought it was static revenue. No, static revenue suck. <laughs> no, I got six. I'm okay with putting the guilt and the grief at number one. Yeah. I don't think there's a wrong order here. Um, oh, fuck no. I think I saw someone, I think Darcy might have said, like, it's it's Polaris or Ival. Oh, the rest are wrong. And I was like, yeah, it's probably right. Well, it? 100%. Like, it, I'm actually surprised that he didn't actually put any of the Greybond EPs because Greybond had a couple of killer EPs, yeah. like, coming through the ranks as well. But, like, 
in terms of like the overall scene, like the Death Gate, I'm pretty sure that was the one. Is that do they class that as an album or are they class that as an EP? I think it's an EP. So it's six songs, twenty nine minutes. That's that's we we didn't really talk about that, but that's a fantastic yeah. release. But in terms of the top five, I think there's a clear top five there. So okay, number one, Polaris, Polaris, grief. Yep. Number two, Ival, Reject of Humanity. Yep. No arguments. Number there. three. Crossfaith, Zion EP. Zion EP, yep. Number, and if anyone hasn't heard that EP, please go out and do yourself a favor, Nick. It's so fucking good. Number four, Devil Wear Prada, Zombie slash Space. Yep. Couldn't separate them. Space is better. Um, (laughs) I still haven't heard Space. Oh, dude, it's so good. Is it? I think Zombie... Sorry, the thing is, when I listened to Zombie for the first time, to me, that sound had gotten a bit outdated. Oh, okay. So, like, again, it's it's another one of those ones, kind of like Parkway, well, like the early biggest, Parkway, where it's like, if I you always, didn't listen to it at the time, you might not like it. I always called them the biggest little band ever. Because, yeah. like, no one knew who they were, but they always had these massive numbers and, like, these yeah. YouTube views and fucking streams. I'm like, who are this band? Yeah. There you go. True. And number, number five. And number five, I'm going hacktivist, fuck you. <laughs> I thought we could do a, a duo if we're going to go like the, the Black Label and Outsiders because like we did that for the zombie Ooh. in the space. So I reckon that might get you back over the line. Okay, yeah, I'm back on Outsiders. As long as we name Outsiders first. <laughs> outsiders I'm Quizmaster Nick. I know this. Ocean Grove, Outsiders slash Black Label Done. is uh, number five. That's a great list. Um, we've uh, honorable mentions to Hacktivist um, and yeah, North stands for nothing. North stands for nothing. Sick EP, Last really goodbye. great. Last goodbye. Nausea really gets one in no, passing. Absolutely, those two EPs are phenomenal. But like Butterfly EP gets a mention. Where do you like? Where do you think in say five years? Do you mm. think we're gonna have different rankings? EPs like say say a Nausea in Bloom, uh, in passing in Bloom, um, Nirvana song uh, in passing. Do you think those EPs are gonna? Be up there in this kind of top five rank. It'll um, help if they blow up. As yeah. Bands. I think, like as you say, with the guilt and the grief helping with Polaris blowing up. I think if Ocean Grove were at the same level as Polaris, we'd have Black Label higher in the list as well. If Star become the next Alpha Wolf and blow up in the hardcore scene, probably yes, that yeah. could be in the top three. But I think the top two are going to be hard to. Is kind it, of isn't it interesting there. that there's certain bands who, like, despite how good they are, they don't have great EPs. Like, Alpha Wolf never had a great EP. No, that's Fault, true. Like, again, like, I know people might say Fault or even Origin, like, for their their really early shit, but, like, yep. it wasn't, like, no one's going to look at that and say, argue that's one of the best ever. There are just a lot of bands who, like, it took them to write an album, which is usually the opposite, to actually kind of find their foot or, like, find their footing and kind of become the band that they are. 100%. That's weird. Uh, next week, Nath. What about a duo? I forgot one. Yeah. It's actually a duo EP. Okay, go The Equinox EP. We didn't talk about So that. I was going to mention this, but it's only three tracks. Um, Refuge is amazing. It's one of the best songs of all time, yeah, Nick. I'm but- not even... Like hiding away from that. Yeah, that's my favorite it's, song. It's well, not so still. good. It is amazing. I can't argue with that. But I, yeah, it's it's a song, then an interlude, and then a not, and then a not as good song. It is a really. I remember when that came out. The, it was huge. The scene stopped. Oh, like, it yeah. was huge. And then they had the tour with hands like houses in Ocean Grove, and they op- uh, Ocean Grove opened up with lights on kind of lover, and it was awesome. That was the end for an wake dick that night. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They died that night. Well, we went we went into that just a little mini story time before we finished. Yeah, up. we on. went into that gig much higher on In Heart's Wake than Northland. Yes, can you believe that in yeah, hindsight now? Yeah, I mentally think that. <laughs> but like, because In Heart's Wake was such a great live band. They were. And we were a little bit iffy on Northland. Yep. Just because Node was good, but we weren't sure how it was going to translate. Yep. 
And then when they toured and we saw it and like they were kind of doing, they did two sets of seven songs each. So it went seven, yes. seven, seven, seven. Then they came back out and did the EP. Which was crazy to think about now. Yeah, it's 28 yep. songs and the 31 songs all up, right? Yep. Like it's pretty nuts. Yep. And then, and we kind of went there and we got about halfway through like the second sets and we were like, Northland are fucking killing it. There's so much like, better than Yeah, <laughs> like it, it just didn't, it wasn't comparable. Like no. When they had their songs side by side, it was like, okay, now we know. Like n- now we know why certain people just hate in Artway. <laughs> like, well, we, we, exactly right. But I think that gives us a topic for next week, Nick. What do you got? Our favorite gigs. Our favorite gigs of all time. Favorite gigs of all time. Let's do it. Why not? Happy day. Good list. What was the listing in Nick? Uh, number one, Guilt and the Grief. Yes. Number two, I Val Rejected Humanity. Yes. Number three, Crossface Zion. Yes. Number four, Devil Wears Prada, Space and Zombie. Yes. And number five, Ocean Grove, Outsiders. And Black Label. <laughs> Fuck, we're good. That's a good list. Number six, Activist. Um, <laughs> good list. But what is your favourite EP? You there listening. What are you thinking? Say it now. Say it out loud. Why that one? Are you sure? You silly goose. I'm Luke Wikipedia next week. Uh, check us out on Sunday, of course, for Backbone Takeover. As usual, proceedings will ensue. Yes, nah, that sounds about right. Uh-huh. Uh, until then, cheers. <laughs>